0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. We're live here on Twitch.tv slash ReadyCheckRadio with another episode of Gaming Gumbo. It's been nice. We had a week off. Hope everybody had a wonderful holiday last week, Thanksgiving, if you celebrate, or if you just enjoyed a couple of days off hanging with people that you love. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Mike Byrne. I'm your host, and we are live. Twitch.tv slash ReadyCheckRadio. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, head on over to that website and uh, in the upper right hand corner you will see all the socials Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube go subscribe, follow turn on notifications tell your friends we're about to wrap up the week in gaming on this show we already did the Relic Grind the day before Endwalker obviously Endwalker huge in the news this weekend we're not going to talk a ton about it now but stay tuned next Thursday at 7pm Eastern the Relic Grind Kronos, Tarkoth, and I will be all over it but joining me now to be all over the other stuff that isn't endwalker mr jason winter how are you this fine evening sir
1: i'm all over everything
0: you're all over like that sounds kinky yeah. that sounds That's kinky right.
1: A little bit, yeah. I, I'm feeling pretty good. I got my I got my booster yesterday, and I don't feel bad at all. There's a little little arm soreness, no fatigue or anything, so...
0: Oh, you got your booster yeah, really box. Uh, so you're playing Final Fantasy TCG now.
1: Yeah, exactly. That, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also that was also free, just like the shot. Yeah.
0: Also on the line, resident artist of Ready Check Radio Yod. How are you, sir?
2: Uh, if my connection is crap right now, it's because I'm not logging off of Final Fantasy. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs>
0: So far, so good. We haven't All had right. we haven't had pixelated Yacht in a while since we figured out <laughs> yeah. your your connection and everything. Right, but we may have pixelated Yacht at some point during the show because him him and the misses just aren't logging yep. off. Gents, yep. I mean, it's she been fun. He off. might have to I leave. <laughs> might actually just leave the damn show. Uh, Final Fantasy and Walker, obviously, the big news this weekend. Uh, Jason, not not a Final Fantasy player, I. Very angry at the game. Uh, <laughs> very angry. That, that I, was crap last night. I man. streamed for a few hours before the Always Online podcast on MMO Bomb. Uh, go check that out. It is up right now, mmobomb.com. Yesterday's episode uh, where we give some very initial Endwalker thoughts, uh, Q and I, while Jason sits there and twiddles his thumbs. Uh, But then after that, I got off, and in the evening, after I finished the show notes for this show and everything, tried to get back on, was like 4,800 in queue, got down to like 3,500, and had a lobby disconnect. Got back in, and it put me at roughly the same spot. So I was like, okay, fine. There's a little bit of, if it boots you, it's saving your place. It did it again at like 2,500. I immediately logged back in and got roughly around the same spot, 2,500, 2,700. And then an hour and a half later, I was 11 in queue, 11. And I'm like, sweet, here we go. Just got a few more minutes to go. And it lobby disconnected again. And that time when I immediately logged in, I was 5,200 plus. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. Angry tweet, angry tweet, sign out. (laughs) I was done, I was done. And then all day I was uh, commentating or getting ready to commentate over at the uh, and 2 Final Fantasy TCG online tournament uh, over on Sleepy Rain Dogs Twitch channel. Uh, Give that a follow, twitch.tv slash Sleepy Raindog. So I haven't gotten a chance to get on all day. I'm obviously going to have plenty of time to give opinions on next Thursday's The Relic Grind. So Yad, I'll give you a minute or two here. What are you thinking so far? with your, your, what, like 82-ish, somewhere right around there. You're pretty early yeah, in it as well, but what are your initial yeah, thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm almost to 83. I'm really enjoying it. it. It's a lot of fun. I like how they're setting things up and how they're, there's a lot more voice acting, as was in Shadow Ringers. Um But this is my first expansion that I'm playing as it's coming out. Right. So, at least for Final Fantasy. Right, soon, right, 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 you know. right. Used to do that with Warcrack all the time, but uh, yeah. So it's it's been a lot of fun. I, I like how they're directing the story I like what they're doing with the characters I get the foreboding feeling something somebody's gonna die oh, but yeah. that's you know <laughs> yeah there's a ton of <laughs>
0: foreshadowing really me. early here <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jason we're getting uh, the usual yeah. like suspects as far as numbers go right it's it uh has been it's doubled its steam activity since like June or July if you look back it's now hit concurrent highs on steam for all time as far as Final Fantasy goes almost hitting the 100,000 mark. Its previous mark was in the 60K. And, uh, yeah, they went ahead and released the 25 million adventure accounts created. That meaningless statistic, although very impressive, ultimately meaningless as far as how well a game is doing at any particular point in time. All of those are nice, but I think what might be a little more noticeable is Yoshi P., going to the lodestone to talk about the server issues and worlds going down and queues and things like that. And in there saying, we have more concurrent players at this time than we have ever had in the game's history. That's a pretty pretty substantial milestone because we're not talking about a game that had low concurrency numbers in the past. It's always been high and now it's even higher. Maybe not surprising, uh, as far as being higher, but maybe surprising as to what degree.
1: You know, I always like to point at uh, when they made Crusader Kings 2 free, that you could pick it up for a day, and I got it, and that got me into that, and then I bought Crusader Kings 3 later on. So yeah, when they did the free thing that you could log in you know, earlier this year for Final Fantasy fourteen. that just brought in a whole bunch of people, especially ones who were disillusioned with WoW for one reason or another. Oh yeah. And now they're reaping the benefits of that.
0: Yeah, it certainly helps when your uh when your when your primary competition for years and years and years now basically craps the bed as far as the fan base is concerned. And it obviously big high profile streamers are gonna bring, you know, a couple thousand here and there and there and there. Obviously the game didn't need them, right? It was way uh as far as having safety in numbers. It, its population was fine, but Every little bit helps for the sustainability. This is Zach in uh saying in chat right now that N Walker is Final Fantasy 14's Wrath of the Lich King. I think that has yet to be seen, Yod. Wrath was such a pivotal moment oh, yeah. for WoW, uh, and N Walker is certainly setting up to be that, right? We know that the, yeah. uh, the storyline wraps up in 6.0, we have a, a huge population spike, right? You know, the Wrath was when WoW was at its healthiest number wise. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, But if you watch what happened after that, Final Fantasy is going to have to be careful not to fall into that same slow, steady decline, expansion over expansion after that high water mark moment.
2: It, it's highly possible, um but I think uh, as long as the leadership's still there with Yoshi P and other creators behind it, that it'll keep going in the right direction because that is one of the stumbling stones with Warcrack was that after they hit that high note they kind of went well we're the top of the heap let's just you know stay here for a bit and then you know their creatives start leaving they start moving on to other projects they don't feel like they're being um given the opportunities that they feel they should be and they just lose people and then once you lose those people you lose the story you lose the fans and then as of this year, you know, you shit the bed, you trip over your own feet and shoot yourself in the throat. What more do you, you <laughs> know? Yep. And, and other people move over to Final Fantasy because they need that itch scratch and they don't want to do it with you.
1: It but, also feels to me like like uh, when you have, and not just World of Warcraft, not just Blizzard, but a lot of MMO companies are like, once they get that big success, they're like, okay, we know what we're doing now. We know how this goes. We'll make the next expansion is going to include this all this stuff that, because we know everyone's going to want it.
0: Yeah, and I think right, that's the one thing that Final Fantasy, particularly, again, to Yod's point, with the leadership that they have with yeah. Yoshi P and everything, they don't have that. They, they they're still, smart enough not to, not to think yeah, they're genius. They still, to yeah. this day, have that please make sure that we make this next expansion as successful as possible because... Mm-hmm. If these people leave, we already got our one chance at redemption. We're not getting right. another one. There is still like a humble mentality despite yeah. all the success. So right. it's gonna and, be and interesting shows, to watch. Yeah.
2: That that shows with Yoshi P coming out and saying, I'm sorry, we're gonna be late a couple weeks. Yep. And Yoshi P taking
0: a tweet. Yoshi P being the one taking to the lodestone to talk about server exactly. issues yesterday, not Jason communications guy at Square Enix putting up a post. Exactly. You know.
2: And the uh, also, story-wise, I think since they're wrapping up the story that they started essentially with 1.0 to 2.0, there's other stories they want to tell. Yep. Yeah. And they haven't gotten to yet because it's this massive arc that they've been telling for how many years? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's going to be interesting to watch. I'm sure. Obviously, watch if you're a fan of 14, watch the Relic Grind. We go far more into depth than we we ever will on Gaming Gumbo. I just wanted to give Yod a few minutes since I know he's been playing it and he's not on that show. But in this right. topic, we did talk about Blizz, and I'd like to bring up a uh, topic this past week, Jason, oh. where we basically yeah, like get those drinks ready, get the drinks ready.
2: Got my holiday drink this time. Ah. Each eggnog.
0: Yes. Uh, you know what uh, Blizz right now is having a fuck around and find out moment <laughs> uh, as if they weren't already having yeah. many of those moments whether it be with the DFEH investigations whether it would be with the SEC whether it be with Bobby Kotick's tripping over himself uh, and all the self-inflicted wounds just everything but you know I say fuck around and find out and I apologize for the language but that's exactly what this is Jason because this week people that are getting their money screwed with, which is gonna be what we have often said, and we talked about this on Always Online a little bit, so check it out, MMO Bomb. That's the one that pays the bills. It's more important that you go there. (laughs) Um, We talked about it a little bit. When you screw with people's money, that's when changes are likely going to happen, and now Blizzard being called out by multiple treasurers of multiple different states that have various funds Invested in Activision Blizzard stock, taking huge hits over the last eight months or so. Now they're speaking up, directly pointing at Bobby Kotick himself and the board, saying we lack confidence. We lack confidence that you can get through this storm in the right way, and we feel changes are going to need to be made.
1: Yeah, you got when you got entire states mad at you, then you know you really screwed up.
2: So, so what is uh, it with the states thing, anyways? What do they have to do with a company?
0: So, because they're, they're these are the treasurers of states, and so you various funds that the states control uh, invest. So, whether that be like a pension fund, for instance, uh, or city employees' four hundred one ks, you know, those are invested in varied stocks, and Activision Blizzard being part of that stock portfolio. Is hitting those funds now. I don't know exactly what funds these particular states are using to invest, but it's because they are shareholders of the company, gotcha. and those funds are getting hurt. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry.
1: So yeah, they're they're requesting a meeting with the board of directors by uh, December twentieth, uh, saying that they would weigh a call to vote against the re-election of incumbent directors. So yeah, they. Uh, yeah, it's just another group of people who've got control some of the money and hopefully can actually enact some change.
0: Did we see Did they- any response from Activision Blizzard on this one?
1: Um, I don't think so. Because it was a private letter that uh, who was Axios found out about, so if, if there was yeah. a response, it would have also been in private, most likely.
0: And it's not just, you know, I say six treasurers, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, it is Illinois' treasurer going straight after Bobby Kotick. Like, just straight right. after Bobby Kotick. And then Deborah Goldberg, Massachusetts state treasurer, saying that they want to see, quote, a true investigation, an outside investigator, rather than the measures supposedly underway by Codick to include an in-house committee. So not only <laughs> have we seen the employees say, hey... You should not be in charge of any of these investigations. Your committees should not be in charge of these investigations. Your designated third-party lawyer that actually consults on busting unions should not be in charge of these investigations. We want an independent third party. Now you have people outside the company, Jason, who have financial interest in this company saying the exact same thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, Uh, and then, there's more... And then we get breaking news last night from J- Jason Schreier and some from other outlets that QA staff for Call of Duty is being laid off. Even better. Even better. They're Go being ahead. laid
1: off after being told that they will be getting pay increases.
0: Yeah. Ooh, even ouch. better. They're being told one at a time through meetings that they are either being kept or laid off. And some of those people don't have those meetings scheduled until next week. So they just went into the weekend not knowing if when they go in Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whenever their meeting is scheduled, whether or not they have a damn job. This franchise that is almost about to break the $2 billion mark on its last release. Wow. We've talked often, Jason, about when financial Ah. companies or when these companies suffer financially, it's not the executives. And we've yeah. we've jokingly made the point that with this particular company, even when things are going well, it is still <laughs> the employees that suffer. And here we see it again. Here we see yeah. in the midst of all what is mind-boggling to me is if you are going to do this as a company because ultimately you think it is the long-term best strategy, I don't know the ins and outs of Activision Blizzard to be able to tell you you can afford to get rid of that some of those QA people or not. I, I'm not going to pretend to know that. But what I do know is that this is the worst possible time public perception wise for you to pull this move, Jason. Whether financially in the long term you needed sorry. to do it or not.
1: Hang on, I gotta go to my notebook here because I believe this is part <laughs> number this is the uh, okay. This is the 43rd time, Mike, you have said that they should care about their optics and Activision Blizzard doesn't.
0: When um, When do you think yeah, they do though? Like, at Never. some point, you have they, they to, They don't right? anymore.
1: No.
2: The, the Unless the money Activision, stops flowing? Yeah, the, the, well, the moment Activision steps in to Blizzard, they stop caring about the optics. The moment that your original founders and the people that built the company start bailing out ship, like, you know, rats on a sinking ship, they don't care about optics anymore. But that's yeah. that's the
0: thing. I totally get that. And I want you guys to help me with this because I totally get the big brain mentality of the uh, the one percent that is running Activision saying, hey, we just had record quarters. We're going to lay off 800 people that we don't think we need anymore. And yeah, that's going to make a bad news story for a week or two. But we don't fucking care because we just made X dollars and we're going to move on. But at what point do you go, guys, the last thing we need right now is any type of negative headline. Any type of negative headline because we have not done anything good lately. And by the way, our big titles that might steal some of the good headlines are still a year or two more away, Jason. So we don't have good news a-comin' sometime soon to help bury some of this bad. They don't care. You just you keep thinking they care, and they don't. Your, your stock price no. is cut in half from where it was ten months ago. You it's have gonna, to care. It's not going to go any point. lower from laying off some QA people. You have to care that. at some point.
2: And unless their shareholders, more of them, start saying shit, they they don't care. They don't care what the general public says. They don't care what yeah. the communities say. Communities are still pumping money into them. Shareholders are still holding their stock. They don't care.
0: Well, I mean, the only reason you have well, first off, one, shareholders aren't holding their stock. That's why it's down 50%. Uh it, it was over $100 what? Just 8 or 10 months ago, Jason. Now, yeah, yes, yeah, I didn't like check that. it to, I didn't check how it closed yesterday, but it was at like $58 yesterday. Yeah. So it's almost a 50% loss. So one, the stockholders aren't keeping their stock. That's part of the problem. And two, the ones that are keeping it are because they're hoping for the rebound knowing hey it's Activision Blizzard it will rebound to some degree and the loss right now is too great on some of these funds so they have to hang in there uh, and and hope that they're right that Activision will rebound at some point honestly it is a fantastic time to buy but I can't like I'm one of those guys that like I can't in good conscience buy Right, You know what I mean?
1: You'll get, like, you get like one millionth of the vote to, to right. pick out Bobby right? <laughs> That's what we <laughs> talked about with Zach
0: on the last show. It's like, maybe we should all pitch in and get right. get 10 yeah. shares and just be like, yeah, Zach, Jason, and Mike own 0.0001% of the voting power. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. It's, it's bad. It's bad. We're going to talk about perception and optics a little later, too. A little later. Yeah, I know the stock market has no... No morals. I understand that. But me personally, I can't buy into a company that I know is mistreating human beings. I just can't do it uh, until they tell me it's okay. Hell, I didn't play Rift for a year and a half, and it was my favorite MMO at the time uh, because people were being mistreated by that company. And it wasn't even their employees, it was just customers that I thought were being horribly mistreated, and they were lying about it. Anyway, enough of Blizz. Enough of Blizz. Let's talk about some good news, because I actually like this. I think this is good news. Speaking of rumors, also coming from Jason Schreier, apparently PlayStation plans to make its own subscription service to kind of take on the Xbox Game Pass, the the thing that many tout to be the best deal in gaming, including myself. I have no idea how long-term viable the Xbox Game Pass is in its current iteration, but... As a customer, I don't care right now. I don't care right now. Uh, PlayStation needs a competitor to this. We've said that on this show. Apparently, they are working one. This is all rumor, but Jason Schreier tends to be right and is a guy that I trust at least as far as sourcing things goes. Uh, Its codename is Spartacus. And it's supposed to allow PlayStation owners to pay a monthly fee for access to a catalog of modern and classic games on the PlayStation 4 and then moving on to the PlayStation 5, offering three tiers. The first uh, would include existing PlayStation Plus benefits because right now, remember, we have PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. They're kind of just going to be merged and keep the PlayStation Plus banner uh, and the Now one will go away. The second would offer a large catalog of PlayStation 4 and eventually PS5 games. And the third tier would extend to uh, demos, game streaming, and PS1, 2, 3, and PSP classic games. They're also getting into the cloud gaming as well. They're behind. They're behind on this front. I don't think, gentlemen, that just creating a a competing platform is gonna be enough out of the gate here. Because if this doesn't come until next spring, that puts them almost two years behind. Two years behind. Uh, Almost two years behind. So in my mind, you gotta make up some time in a serious fashion. And you gotta do that either with the titles or freebies that you put on there or extremely aggressive pricing, at least out of the gate. So I'm gonna ask you this. Jason, one, what do you think of the overall idea? And two, do you think that with that time gap, they can make up the ground against the Xbox Game Pass?
1: Well, having just gotten a Game Pass from the three-month-for-a-dollar deal, uh, I think it's great. I love the idea. <laughs> uh, in terms of whether the, what they can do with it, the thing you have to remember, Mike, is that not everyone can afford multiple consoles like you. So uh, Absolutely. You that, made, that is like, a fair see- point. I'm, if, in, if a, I'm in a blessed decision, position
0: to be able to do that, no doubt.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're ready to make the decision, do I want an Xbox, do I want a PlayStation? Well, Xbox has the Game Pass. I think I'm going to get that. Now, at least that evens out a little bit. Or for people who are existing PlayStation owners and, and want something like that. And, like it, that or, or, and like it or not,
0: PlayStation, at least for the moment, has the bigger install base, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think it's... I think it's I don't know if it's much about catching up or whatever. It's just about offering an additional service that, especially people who have a PlayStation and not an Xbox are going to want or they're going to, it's going to make them favor the PlayStation a little bit more at least.
0: And you do have to wonder Yod what they're going to do because we saw when Microsoft did this, they kind of rolled it in with Xbox Live Gold and created like that ultimate bundle, uh, that price point. Uh, Presumably something like that would happen here where they are planning to roll it into the existing PlayStation Plus model. So instead of paying your $60 per year, you would be doing this, this sub thing. Uh I gotta say I'm I I have subscribed to PlayStation Plus and Xbox Gold forever when they were things. I've just rolled into the ultimate bundle on Microsoft's. I will do the, the top tier bundle here too, as well. But as somebody that isn't an all console buyer, uh or sometimes not even a console buyer for a particular generation, does something like yep. this sway you if you're thinking about buying a console?
2: I, I think it might and it, I think it also might stem back to the point that the PlayStation 4 generation there was a they they, ma- they massacred Xbox that year yeah I mean that, that generation they, they, they completely wiped the floor with them and with that many it people is kind of weird watching running, that go back
0: and forth too right Right because the, the that, Xbox that got killed by the PlayStation running. 2 but then the Xbox 360 was the place to be over the PlayStation mm-hmm. 3.
2: Right. But with the PlayStation 4s still running at this point, because of the shortages of the Xboxes and the uh, the Xbox Series X and the uh, PlayStation 5s and stuff like that, so most people are still playing their last-generation consoles. So they have a little bit of playroom, I think, for time timeline-wise. Because uh, when you're talking next-generation gaming, you're not... Not everybody's gonna be like you, Mike, which has everything, or like myself, which runs off of console and PC. You know, multiple people in the house having their own PCs. Right. So they're gonna have one primary avenue, and with a lot that many PlayStation Four still out there and most likely active. They have a little bit of play time for getting this up and running, because those people that are banking on that console. They're they're just going to wait. They're not going to, you know, they they can't get a next generation console anyways. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? The the other side of this Jason is the edge that Game Pass maybe gives on the computer, right? On mm-hmm. on PCs. We've we've talked about on the show PlayStation, you know, PC, you know, doing their trademark and and, and stuff like that and presumably pushing more and more there. Will this service include PC access to those games, similar to the Game Pass? You know, maybe this tier is for the console. This tier is for both type deal. We don't know. We don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch. I think they have to, right? It's because yeah, they'd have to. You can't go and put an inferior product out right now. It has to at least, in my mind, <laughs> at least be equal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to at least be on par. But is it financially viable for them to do it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm eager to see it. I'm eager to see it. Uh, on the PlayStation topic, by the way, did you see that our U.S. Congress is uh, proposing a yes. bill to ban bots to purchase consoles? They're calling it the Stopping uh, Grinch Bots Act.
1: You see, at first I was going to give them credit for actually figuring out how the internet and bots worked, but then they gave it that stupid name, and I'm like, no, yeah. credit, credit, credit gone.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's a nice gesture. and let, who We don't know if it'll pass and when it'll pass or anything like that. Uh, after Christmas, probably. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely after Christmas. But it's also one of those things that I'm like, how do you enforce it? Like, it, it's nice, but ninety-nine percent
1: technologically, you get the internet and you stop the internet. Yeah, you stop the internet,
0: right? You need the companies to enforce it, right? The WalMarts, how? the Amazons of the well, world. Yeah, because
1: Walmart owns the internets, right?
0: <laughs> oh, <No>, but they <sighs> need to secure their storefronts against it. And then once they're, if their bots are generated outside of the United States, then who cares? Like. It, to me, it's one of those things that it's great. Put a law on the books that way the people that you do catch, you have an existing law that that you could prosecute under. But it's it's almost impossible to enforce in 90% of the cases.
2: Well, how uh, how aggressively these politicians are proposing this this bill? Because, like, the, the quotes that, that you get, that was an article and stuff, they, they were, like, kind of foaming at the mouth. That's the feel that I got. Kind of makes me think that they couldn't personally get a console <laughs> at MSRP for their
0: grandchildren. <laughs> Chuck Schumer was, right. these ps is really hard to get. There should be a law, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. It,
2: it, it doesn't matter if anybody else can get it or not. It's the fact that they couldn't get it, so they've got yeah, to put this under on on the, the, the law now.
0: I, I'm probably just a bunch of their constituents blowing up voicemails. You know, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't
2: even think that will do it. Not not as foaming at the mouth as these quotes seem to me. <laughs> this is a personal battle for them they just, couldn't get it at that price like
0: I understand you don't pass laws simply because you look at the law and go it's too difficult to enforce like yes that should be a consideration but you don't not pass laws for that reason you pass laws so that when you can enforce them there is a statute on the books that you can prosecute under instead of having to sideways yourself into some existing statute but <laughs> right, yeah I mean, most of this is not happening in the United States. And when it is, the people that are in these other countries are just VPNing shit around anyway. Oh, yeah. So good luck. You know, good luck.
1: Can't we just the internet
0: police on the VPNs
1: and and have them stop the (laughs) internet?
0: Yeah, that's how it works. (laughs) That's That's how it works. (laughs) Uh, I just, now I can't get out of my head, Chuck Schumer. There should be a law. (laughs) (laughs) I just lost out on the next Walmart uh, bundle. Damn it. Uh, All right, gents, I'm going to give you some uh, news bits and I call them the eye rolling news, but all for various reasons, all for different reasons, but they all cause your eyes to roll. So the first one I'm going to give you, and we'll see if it rolls your eyes, is that Take Two has now officially stopped Hazelight from being able to trademark the title It Takes Two which is the title of their game, which you're seeing in the uh, B-roll right now, which, by the way, is a fantastic little game. A fantastic little game. Uh, as far as, there's, it's a co-op deal, you control one, your buddy controls another, the levels are so varied as far as what powers you gotta do. If you've never seen this trailer, to, to, to listen to the voiceover, by the way, and you're just like, maybe you didn't hear about this game, uh, it is a fantastic game there's very little duplication of abilities across levels if you swap characters and play the game again it feels like a different experience for most levels because you don't have the same powers in most levels my favorite part of this trailer by the way is oh as far as collecting and putting shiny things in the game we didn't do that because or we didn't do that shit because we made the environments fun to explore uh, So <laughs> that you just want to explore them I cannot recommend the game enough, particularly if there's you and a spouse, you and a significant other, you and a buddy want to sit down and play it. I can't recommend it enough. But they cannot trademark their name, Take-Two Interactive stepped in and said, Nope, we're going to put a trademark claim on that with the United States Patent Office. Uh, To me, this is so incredibly lame and it definitely causes me to eye roll. Take-Two Interactive apparently has previously filed hundreds of trademark disputes. They are very, very aggressive with this. They filed for 25 extension requests in the last three months, and they've been going after anybody that tries to use words such as rock star, mafia, and social club, and any other words related to its IPs. Yes. Yeah. Now, they didn't yeah. comment, and obviously Haze Light has, has not commented on this besides to say, hey, we just can confirm that. Uh, this is so eye-rolling, it's not even funny, Jason.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's not funny. I just I just hate it. I don't eye-roll I yeah, it. I just I hate, hate it. it. I It doesn't mean now if I go to see my doctor, he tells me to take two aspirin and call him in the morning. I, he can't do that now?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get slapped. So here's yeah. the thing, though, Yod. They can still use the title, right? That does This doesn't right. stop them from being able to use the title. Right. But it, they can't trademark it. It's not trademarked. Yeah, right.
2: it's just not trademarked, which means that someone else can also use the title. Correct.
0: They, and They, they can, so they can op-
2: change a little bit about it.
0: Their options are to just carry forward with the name it takes to and deal with the fact that you can't trademark it or change the name of the game to something that you can potentially trademark, which has its own expenses and problems. You know, right. anytime you change the name of something that's gained a little bit of traction on the internet, you run the risk of negating all of that traction, all of that word of mouth and things like that. So absolutely eye rolling on, on uh, Take Two's part. This is, I understand you have to protect your IPs. I, I totally get that. Like When Elder Scrolls and Bethesda went after Scrolls, as stupid as I thought that was, I thought they deserved to lose when they were in court, but I didn't blame them for doing it. Because the right. next time something gets closer to the Elder Scrolls, you have legs to stand on because you've been trying to protect your IP. There is right. no way there you, you can convince me, Jason, that the fact that there is a game called It Takes Two... And a company that makes video game called Take Two, there is no way you convince me that somebody would ever conflate or confuse the two because of the names like that.
1: Yeah, I had never considered that before reading about this this week. The,
0: the, I never thought
1: about the game in relation to the company. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. That's what the reason you do that, so people aren't getting confused by it. So that people right. wouldn't think that That's what the protection the other, is and...
0: supposed to serve. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. So it. It. it, yeah. it, it uh, sorry. Uh, didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: it, it, but a company and a game should be two different things. Because there, there was a no, another case with uh, the the name Diablo, with our old friend Activision. Yeah, I
0: mean they and, were going um, after Fox for the animated yeah, dog Fox. Diablo in the oh, show. Well, no, no, even show. before
2: that, even before that, there was a a possible movie from Fox um, Entertainment. Called Diablo, and they went after it because they might want to make a movie in the future named Diablo.
0: Yeah, no, sorry, you didn't make it yet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that one I sort of get because you get out of the motion of oh, you, hey, hey, Mike, did you hear this movie? There's a Diablo movie coming out, and you're going, oh wow, based on a video game. And I'm you know right, how no, many no, movies have the word else. Diablo
0: in the title anyway? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the problem with Diablo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Don't make your name a generic word for devil. I mean, come on. Mm. And yeah. <laughs> then you get to copyright. Not yeah, uh, I'm going to copyright Satan. Wait, what? What? What do you think? Trademark. That's trademark. Trademark. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Trademark, trademark, trademark. trademark. Uh, how about this for eye rolling? Uh, the music game creators, Harmonix, now part of Epic Games. Yeah company buys other company
1: Meh. it does it doesn't eye roll me it's just business as usual uh,
0: this eye rolls me because they'll probably be funneled into the uh, Fortnite hole and never heard from again but mm-hmm. from the FAQ what does this mean for Rock Band DLC nothing uh, this is from Harmonix uh, will you keep doing the rival seasons yes uh, Fuser Fuser events yep no changes there more Rock Band instruments will be made not in their current plans Will Fuser and your other games still be available on Steam? Yes, on both on Steam and console. What about the servers for insert, insert Harmonix game here? Will those be taking, taken offline? Not planning to shut anything down. Uh, and what will you work on next? Was the question that I really cared about. Cause I do like Harmonix. Like I always enjoyed rock band and, and all that. You know me and rhythm games, right? Our team will work with Epic to create musical journeys and gameplay for Fortnite. While we're not ready to share wow. any specifics, the whole team is incredibly excited to get started. Stay tuned, Jason. No that's why, in my mind, <laughs> this was an eye roll. They're not an incredibly
1: eye roll. excited to work on Fortnite. I promise no. you. I promise. Well, everybody's you. excited to work on fork knife, right? It's fork knife. That's mm. that's
0: where my eye roll comes in. Now are okay, you with I'll, me, I'll Jason? That. I
1: didn't go through the whole facts. So maybe that, that that I'll get you. Yeah, I'll give you that
0: one. <laughs> you with me on that? Yad, yeah. are you a harmonics fan? Do you ever? How many rock band pieces of equipment are in your garage right now?
2: <laughs> I don't have any, but I remember it. <laughs> I remember it back in the day.
0: I remember tripping over guitars, Jason. Every like, like any
1: twenty odd nine.
0: <laughs> any friend's house you go to, there's like four guitar hero guitars, seven rock band drums. <laughs> like this place sucks. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. But I do like harmonics and I do like rhythm games and this sucks. Uh, I just think this one sucks. How about this one? I'm going to throw this one to you first, Yod, because it's one of your favorite companies. Matt yeah. Goldman, creative director for uh, Dragon Age 4, leaving Bioware. <sighs> leaving Bioware. Hold on. Before I let you comment, though, I do want mm-hmm. you to know that according to a Bioware spokesperson, they said mm-hmm. he leaves the next Dragon Age game in excellent hands with the team here at the studio oh, who will carry our vision uh, forward our vision for the game. And I'm sure that that quote is very different in meaning than when they said the same thing when Casey Hudson left Anthem. I'm sure it's totally <laughs> different the good hands that this one is left in. <laughs> He's just going straight for the drink. You
1: know, I'm, I'm going to break it for just a moment, though, and say uh-uh. that... Again, I'm not that into Dragon Age, so I don't know that much about how, how it's Goldman guy, how important he is to everything. But I do kind of fight against the great man theory, which not only in history, but also in game. Like, oh, the game director left, so now the other 100 or 200 people are working on the game are completely useless.
0: No, but, I don't think anyone don't implies know. that. I mean, I certainly well, no, don't. Well, the worse, is what you're you thinking. So, so,
2: so in opposition to that, Jason, the, the problem being is that the game director the head person in charge of the project sets the tone of where the game's going to go and how the pacing is going to be set. And depending on who steps in, that may totally get scrapped and they have to start from scratch again, which stresses out the
1: devs and the creatives below him.
0: While you two talk about this, I will interject that the replacement has not been named yet.
1: Right. You know who else set the tone? It says the tone is Bobby Kotick. They've made hundreds they, of millions of dollars, billions of dollars, since he came aboard. You cannot replace him. Oh wait, yeah, you could with just about anybody. So. <laughs> Same <laughs> damn thing. You, you, Same you could, damn thing.
2: You could replace Kotick with the statue right here, and it'd be fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the creative director, much like that. Oh, what, what's that? The name of that game that's in Singapore from. Ubisoft Singapore that keeps getting Uh, their director replaced yeah yeah yeah. that can happen when the creative director gets replaced because the entire thing gets reset and unless they agree with going along with what the previous person had set up and just continues on with it It's starting from scratch again. So, Jason-
1: If let Jeff Kaplan Overwatch 2 be out by now. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, I don't
0: don't necessarily disagree with you, Jason, but I would say this. I would put a little caveat on this particular one and see if that changes your mind or sways you in any meaningful way. We have seen that from this particular company, changes in leadership on larger projects has not once resulted in a better (laughs) product.
1: But the question is: Was the product doomed anyway? Did the guy leave because he was like, "God, fair. this thing is a fucking
2: mess. I gotta get fair. out of here." That, that is fair. That, that is a totally so, fair yeah. statement right
0: there. That so is definitely know. fair. Uh, so that's some eye-rolling stuff, uh, and and this is a last-minute uh, or last uh, kind of wow eye-rolling. Uh, if you didn't know, Battlefield 2042 is just having a really rough time right now. <laughs>
1: really? Apparently.
0: Really rough time. I mean, go check out Metacritic. 2042
1: is how many players it
0: has. No. <laughs> it's, it's got a lot more than that, but none of them are happy. Yeah. Uh, none of them are happy. This, uh, sure this past week, two days ago, as we covered on MMObomb.com, Jason wrote up, there was an update issued into the game that allegedly made over 150 fixes and quality of life improvements for a game as big as Battlefield Call of Duty those types of titles are to be post launch pushing an update that makes 150 fixes and quality of life improvements that's a lot of crap wrong with the game that they're taking trying yeah. to take care of after the fact
1: do that- you see some of the videos like people just flying through buildings yeah. and whatever else yeah. it's like yeah
0: Although I can't say much because Grahatia in Final Fantasy 14 and Walker, when I was walking around uh, Charlie and kept hitbox clipping with the airship minion I had out and he would be floating above me as we were walking. Um, oh, that,
2: that's, that's not a minion thing. That, oh, that's um, Cause mine did that too. It's some kind of weird pathing thing where you, if you, if, if you're descending, if he's, not following, yeah, if yeah. he's not following right along with you and you jump off a cliff or something, he stays up here.
0: Yep. <laughs> Mine was just walking through Charlie and going down steps. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, and Jason apparently all of these fixes not enough to to fix things at a higher level as EA is making sweeping changes across the battlefield team.
1: Yeah. The uh, the dice uh, creative director he's out. Oscar Gabrielson. He is out, and he's gonna be replaced wow. by Vincent Pella, apparently. Yeah.
0: Boss Ahead over of, uh, at Respawn, Respawn Entertainment.
1: Yeah. Damn. And in the meantime, they're going to do, like, what was it? What is the quote? Are they going to remake it, make an entire Battlefield universe, whatever it was? Yeah.
0: So your Marvel uh, Cinematic con- Universe? Battlefield yeah. universe. Your Marvel Cinematic is. Universe. Now you're going to get a Battlefield one.
1: Well, I mean, they've already got it where, like, they're in the portal. You can do, like, all the different stuff. You have, you know, 1942 soldiers versus 2042 soldiers. Maybe this is a – I don't know. How, how's that going to work? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Santa Claus versus the soldiers versus Marines. You You know,
0: it's funny you mentioned Santa Claus because that's another thing Battlefield (laughs) players are pissed about. So apparently there were leaks about some holiday skins planned for Battlefield. And uh, if you're a Battlefield fan, I guess, you know, in chat, you can let me know. We've got a couple empty mannequin chiming in saying, you know, talking about being a Battlefield fan uh, over time. Battlefield is generally considered to be the more realistic uh, of the Call of Duty bunch. And uh, yeah, fans of Battlefield were not happy to see skins for the holiday leaked that made certain characters look like Santa Claus. They felt that this was a little more Warzone, a little more Fortnite, a little more wacky and out there uh, and not quite on brand for Battlefield. And I kind of thought, well, I mean, you know, it's just something fun for the holidays. Who cares? But Q on uh, the Always Online podcast did bring up a good point that, you know, that's fine. The developers might have just been having fun with this. The developers said, by the way, that we, you, you know, some of these things may not make it to game. They were leaks, right? Some of these things may not make it to game. They won't. We never had a plan to put it in. Never, ever. But you got to Q's point was you got to know your audience too, and maybe. This is being a bit step out of touch with the battlefield audience, yad. Like, how do you feel about this type of stuff in Destiny? It doesn't fit Destiny 2's theme to be walking around dressed as Santa. Uh, but but would you be okay have holiday with it? Theme they do have holiday yeah, goofy yeah, I have, stuff. I had the
1: sleigh as my uh, sparrow once. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I've still
2: yeah. got mine. Yeah, it's part of the holiday event. You know, you you get into sleigh and you do things, and the sleigh gets special things during the holidays, and it's just the holiday event. Once the holiday is, event is over, you put that in your bank and you pull out your normal Spiro.
0: Yeah, the, I Travelers mean, are God now. And I <laughs> guess I could see the maybe maybe an empty mannequin. Maybe uh, Being the Battlefield fan you are, maybe you can chime in in chat here. Maybe this is it, right? Maybe it's not this specific outfit by itself. Maybe it's the idea of what this opens the door to long term as far as having a bunch of goofy stuff in a game that the players generally don't want goofy stuff they want to you know if i want goofy stuff i'll go play fortnite if i want goofy stuff i'll go play warzone in battlefield i want this more immersive more realistic more tactical experience now whether or not the individual game is done well or not set that aside for a minute because 2042 does not seem to be done well but maybe that's the whole thing I, look i don't have a problem with a santa hat but if we're going to start putting in a Santa hat, then that really doesn't leave us the ability for a checks and balances on what shouldn't go in. And now all of a sudden everybody's looking goofy and we're playing Fortnite except we're all wearing brown camo. <laughs> hmm. I, don't
2: I, I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of Respawn Entertainment, you can't buy the original Titanfall anymore. It's also okay. being removed from all subscription services. If you own it, you can still play it. That's fine. The servers aren't being shut down yet, but it's basically maintenance mode. And I would get ready for a server shutdown at some point here. You probably have some time, but it'll eventually be going away. You can't buy it anymore, which means it's it's done growing. So at some point, it will become financially not worth it to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay,
2: so, like Anthem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I am stunned that that hasn't shut down yet. Same, yeah. same. Particularly when they killed the the remake or the the revamp or the fixie or the whatever reboot. you want to call it. Yeah. Like I'm stunned that that's I, not. I think
1: yet. Artifact is still active too. Just gonna, is it just toss really? Toss random games
0: out that we're thinking of. No way. Is that still really active? Yeah, it's 21 yeah. players right now. No shit.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jason, last week when we were talking to Zach and you had the week off, we did lock in some. Uh, game award predictions for a couple categories. Uh, So we do want to hit those categories again real quick and just get your predictions locked in next to Yod's and mine. And then we're going to grab a few extra categories to throw on there so that when the show airs next week on December 9th, we can come back on Saturday and see who won. Now, we, Zach, I know you're in chat. So Jason, locked your decisions in with whatever you said first. If you said X... <laughs> Uh, but maybe why? Yeah. Because of this, he locked you in as X. Yeah. He locked Screw you in as X. You, you, uh, you don't
1: get that. If I'd have been on the show, I'd have been all up in your, up in your business.
0: <laughs> so, Jason. Hedging bets is not a thing. What categories did you pick? Rigged. What categories did we talk about last week? Remind uh, us of Yaden and, and my picks, yep. and then go ahead and put yours in there real quick. I'll go we'll this. For game of few. the
1: year. For game of the year. Uh, Mike and Yod said Deathloop. You said it was the media darling. And no, no, it was, the, it was the game that got the most advertising because they paid for it. True. They didn't talk about it because they wanted to. They did because they were paid. So right. Zach said It Takes Two, and I agree with It Takes Two. So I, that's my game. I'd love
0: year. to see it win. I really would.
1: Best Game Direction, Mike and Zach said It Takes Two. Yod said Returnal. I agree with It Takes Two on that. All right. Best Multiplayer, Mike Valheim, Zach Valheim, Yod, Monster Hunter Rise, and I will also choose Monster Hunter Rise.
0: Oh, so we got a two-to-two split on yeah. that one.
1: Best ongoing game, Mike grudgingly chose Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> Zack and Yod went with Genshin Impact, and maybe it's just the because of what's been going on the last couple days, but I just went with Final Fantasy XIV. Wow. I think it, it got such a good campaign going on in over the summer, I think that it could do it. Uh, best debut indie, uh, Yod took Kenna. Kena, whatever it is, and everyone else has taken Valheim. We're, we're not buying in that. <laughs> and then for most anticipated, this was actually a tough one for me, because again, like I said, I, I chose mine before listening to what you guys said. Uh, Y'all went with Breath of the Wild sequel, Mike and Zach took Elden Ring, and for some hedging, I also went with Elden Ring, just because it's so much closer. Like, Starfield huh? could be, but it's not going to launch until November, they say, so I think huh? we're getting they more on it. We have more the point is we have more on Elden Ring. We've seen gameplay and so forth, so I think it's a little more a little closer. I think that helps it.
0: All right. So here's the categories I want to add. Again, we're not going to go through all of them, but I do want to hit a couple more categories right. here. I want to do games for impact first. Okay. So this is a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. I really like the inclusion of this category. We'll talk about some perception uh, of the game awards in a second and why this category might not feel that great. After we talk about the perception thing, but uh, before your eyes, uh, boyfriend dungeon, mm-hmm. uh, chicory, a colorful tale, life mm-hmm. is strange, two cr- true colors, and no longer home. Jason, since you had to go last on all of these, I'll let you go first on this one.
1: I have heard of two of these, <laughs> <laughs> uh. That being Boyfriend Dungeon and Life is Strange. And Life is Strange has gotten a pretty good reputation. You know, but This is the second version. of So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Life is Strange.
0: Going with Life is Strange, True Colors. Yad, yes. what do you got?
1: So I, I am looking at the things on
2: my phone. I'm not just randomly, you know, texting people. <laughs> um... This is impact, right? Whether it's good or bad, it's just impact. It's, the definition pro of
0: the social meaning is or message. for so, a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message.
1: Yeah.
2: Pro. Okay, see. I, I've got to go with Life is Strange. All
1: right. As well. Zach, yeah. don't forget to put yours in chat. We got. We oh, we're going to let Zach more. jump in, too? Okay, cool. Yeah, we've got to so, have all, right, all four right, of us. All right.
0: It? I, I mean, I go Life is Strange, True Colors, too. Uh, I just. I mean, not that kind of dungeon
1: I, ninja.
2: If yeah, if, if it was just pure impact, negative or positive, I would say boyfriend dungeon, because there was it definitely some, shit, some impact. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. had that whole
0: like thing with the stalker, stalker. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. But since it's pro, yeah. so you know it's positive. I'm gonna go life straighter
0: Go, life is strange. There, okay. Uh, so we'll all let, three of us took life strange. So Zach we'll let is strange. Zach, silent. chime in and chat. Uh, and then we've got uh, which one did I want to get next? Best family game, the best family. game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. Uh, it takes two hmm. Mario Party All Stars, new Pokemon Super Snap. Stars. Uh, yeah, superstar. Sorry, uh, new Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury or where get it together. Yad, I'll let you go first on this one.
2: I got to go Mario Party.
0: Because,
2: you know, Party's Mario. Healthier,
0: yeah. uh, Zach, your pick for um, best impact. High, high impact. Well, you got multiple no. Mario titles in this one, so. Uh, impact
1: one was Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life of Strange, Two Colors, and No Longer Home.
0: Um, so you're you're gonna go with Mario Party Superstars, huh? Yad? Yep.
1: Is that game appropriate for anybody?
0: <laughs> it's family. <laughs> it, is, it is fun. That's, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Don't wanna true. screw with your family, right? But it's
1: wrong when life is strange. On okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> Did Zach go Life is Strange too? Yep. So we all yep. either get that one wrong or right. Nobody yep. will g- earn a point on that one when we review next week. I'm gonna go Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury. As much as I like Superstar, although Take Two could win this one too, it takes two could win this one. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna stick Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury, Jason. That'll be mine. What do you got, Jason?
1: Okay. I'll I'll take the easy I'll, I'll go with it takes two.
0: You're taking it takes two. All right, and we'll yep. get we'll get okay. Zach's when he uh, catches up on the the stream here. Uh, one more, one more. So that'll give us what a total of eight categories. Uh, nine, nine. Okay, so it'll be pretty hard to to force a tie or anything with odd numbers. We have one. We all pick the same one. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's well. That's why I'm doing an odd number. <laughs> that's why I wanted to make sure we had. number. But odd then it'll only be characters. really an
1: even number because we all took the same one. On <laughs> but...
0: We'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be okay. All right. Uh, I'll be
1: right on all of them. So you know,
0: <laughs> best action <laughs> adventure for the best action adventure yes. game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village. Uh I guess I'll go first on this one. There are a lot of games I want to see win this category. <laughs> I want to see my- Metroid Dread take it. I want to see Ratchet and Clank take it. I'd be happy if Resident Evil Village took it. Uh, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is being extremely well received. It's just not I'm you know, I'm not a Marvel guy. That's the only reason I haven't played it so it's, it's, I think it's hard to vote against Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy here, but really? Metroid Dread is huge Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is absolutely a media darling, um, and Resident Evil Village was awesome Like, I think Psychonauts is at, an, at a disadvantage in this category, as good as it may be um, I think I'm going to let the heart pick on this one which means I'll probably get this wrong but I'll go with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart Uh, My daughter and I love that game. I would not be sad seeing any of those games win, though. Uh, Jason, we'll go to you next.
1: I have a strong feeling about any of these and never played any of them, but I I was kind of thinking, too, that this felt like Ratchet & Clank was the one that got the most positive buzz, so I'm going to go with that one.
0: All right. Yad?
1: I've got to agree, Ratchet & Clank.
0: Okay. So Zach took Resident Evil. Zach took Resident Evil Village. I would not be sad to see it win. I would yeah, not be sad yeah
2: I, I would I would like for it to win. But yeah, out of all those, I think the most positive was Ratchet & Clank. Uh,
0: before we leave the topic of Game Awards and pick our games of the week and call it a week here on Gaming Gumbo, I do want to mention that the Washington Post did a little interview with Jeff Keighley on the Game Awards. And there's two things from this interview I want to talk about very briefly here. One is not serious in any way, shape, or form. But he mentioned that there were going to be six games revealed. uh, World premiere type stuff, right? And I didn't go back and look. I don't know if you did, Jason, because you usually like, you know, doing that type of stuff to to catch those things. But I didn't go back and look. But I th- think, like, that felt light compared to previous years as far as, like, how many world premiere revealed announced titles there were, that there were only going to be six this year. Not so, that I'm disappointed by that, but...
1: It says in the article there are going to be six major game reveals. Right. Now, that could mean two things. Major games, stuff like Starfield, stuff like, you know, the Breath of the Wild sequel, those are major games. It might mean there are going to be more game reveals of smaller games, of lesser, you know, indie titles or AA or whatever. Right. It could also mean that there are going to be six major game reveals but also a lot of stuff about games we already know about that are just being revealed. Stuff like Horizon Forbidden West or Starfield in this case or something like that. Right. So I don't think we're only, only going to see six
0: six trailers. Do you think maybe he's just playing with the language a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, know, I know, it wasn't a direct Or, or it's, or it's exactly not him playing
0: it. with the language. It's just ambiguous language.
1: Yeah, I think it is. All
0: right. Yad, do you, you think the same thing?
1: Yeah, I think the same
2: thing. I mean, it also could be that those are... There's going to be six things that we haven't seen before.
1: That's what I mean by reveals, right? Right. As opposed to stuff we already know about, like right. and Yeah. Or, so yeah.
2: So there, yeah. there might be stuff that we've heard that's come that that we've heard that's you know going to happen or we've seen little snippets of before that they're just going to you know.
1: Show that's the same why Breath of the Wild sequel's is thing. in one of the categories. <laughs> exactly. Although I think it was in a category last year for most uh, anticipated, but I don't remember <laughs> for sure.
0: Uh, as a second part of this interview, a far more eyebrow-raising portion of this interview with the Washington Post, uh, it's important to know that the Game Awards do have a board right, that advises the, the whole process. And there are a lot of major companies on that board, including Activision Blizzard. Uh, Rob Kostic, the president of Activision Blizzard, is part of that board. And he was asked, Keeley was asked, you know, hey, with all the Activision Blizzard stuff going on, you know, what's what's the deal here? Like, where do you guys stand? And things like that. And I'm gonna read right from the article because I don't want to misquote here. Keeley said he was thinking about how to, quote, navigate, end quote, the event's involvement with Activision Blizzard, just as major game publishers have said they were reevaluating their relationships with the company out of concern over the lawsuit's allegations and those reported in a recent Wall Street Journal article. Quote, we want to support employees and developers. This is Keeley talking, uh, who added he supported people coming forward with their stories, but also didn't want to diminish a developer's opportunities to spotlight their games. Diminish developers' opportunities, sorry. We We have to think very carefully about how to proceed here. He did go on to mention that Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 uh, are not scheduled to be showcased at the Games Award, at Game Awards. Jeff taking a lot of flack on the internet for, uh, you know, I don't don't know if you want to call it fence sitting, I don't know if you want to call it, you know, just staying removed from the situation, uh, but not calling out Activision in any real way. And still supporting them while trying to say, hey, we support, you know, employees coming forward with their stories here. Uh, And I'll give my opinion in a minute on why I didn't think it needed to go down this road. Like I I, kind of thought the PR move here was even if you were just thinking PR and you didn't care about the actual people themselves, which I personally do, but maybe others don't. Uh, this is a kind of an unnecessary wound for the game awards in my book, but what's your take, Jason? You know, some people feel like when you don't pick a side, you've essentially picked a side, right? The old saying mm-hmm. of all it takes for evil to succeed is enough good people to not do anything. Um, is that is that what's going on here? Is, you know, is he trying to placate both sides, which is just as bad? Like, what's your take on his maybe non-statement or non-confrontation uh, on Activision Blizzard.
1: Yeah, that's exactly my, my feeling on it that he has chosen a side and he's chosen the side of silence and the side of the oppressor as he, that the statement is whatever the, the silence is in the the advantage of the oppressor or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Keighley is a corporate shill. He always has been and you know, this is just his
0: I mean, do way we need to pull up the Doritos up Mountain having... Dew picture? I mean, do yeah, we really Yeah,
1: exactly. I know. <laughs> He's just trying to keep the corporations happy. That's all he cares about.
0: Yod, are you on the same page there?
2: Totally agree. Totally agree. This he has firmly planted his buttocks on defense, and that means he's chosen.
0: So here's the he's thing, silent. too, I, and I there's the second part of his statement. I actually understand maybe a little more because if you read it, and I that's why I had to go back and correct myself. I didn't. He did not say a developer as in a company. His point there is, I don't want to diminish developers, plural, opportunities to spotlight their games. Talking about, at least I believe, maybe I'm putting uh, intentions he didn't have, I don't know, You know, finding the good in things. But I believe he was talking about the people creating the game. He didn't want to diminish oh, I, the opportunity that. for them. I hate the fucking oh, hold on. developers No, 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 no no no, 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 I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. I'm not okay. using it as a shield here. I'm gonna give you the All benefit right. of the doubt on that part. That you were in good faith just saying, I don't want to exclude Activision from the entire show because Jason and his whole team worked really hard and I would like to showcase their game. The problem I have, if that was your intent, and I'm with you here, Jason, the problem I have is it's not Jason and his team getting up to accept that award. It is not Jason and his entire team being read by name that they were the people that worked on this game and being recognized for the award. But I also don't think you had to necessarily exclude... Because Ubisoft games are nominated too, right? If we're talking about Blizz, Probably, we need to talk yeah. about Ubisoft. Right. I don't think you had to exclude them from being nominated. I think the PR play here is really easy. Unless, like Jason and Yad, you said, you just are too concerned about burning your bridge with the company entity Activision Blizzard. The The PR move here, even if you, if you care about people... But even if you don't, for me, would have been, hey, we want to make sure that the creators of games get recognized. So if a game is warranting of being nominated, we're still going to nominate it. We're doing that because of the employees. However, at this point, until things are rectified, talked about, settled, whatever, adjudicated in court, you got to leave our board. You got to leave our advisory board. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it needed to be any more complicated that, than that. And the only reason I don't see that happening, Jason, is if truly what you said and what Yod agreed to is in fact the case. You can't burn that bridge in your mind. Because I don't think it really burns a bridge to say, you know what, it's not a good look for us to have you on our advisory board right now. It just isn't. And until things are settled, we're gonna we're going to invite another company. On, or we're just going to leave the seat vacated, you know, whatever the case may be. But the people mm-hmm. that worked on your games deserve recognition. So we're not going to exclude you from nominations for the titles, but you can't be part of our advisory board right now. I, I don't I don't get it to me. That doesn't seem that hard or that unreasonable and almost is recognizing the circumstances and saying we disagree with what's going on at Activision Blizzard but we don't wanna exclude their employees the way their ownership has seemed to exclude their employees. So your games are eligible for nomination, but you can't be part of our advisory board.
1: Except a year from now, he wants to have the Overwatch 2 trailer and they're gonna go, no, you, you take us off your advisory board, so nope, right. we're not gonna yeah. reveal it on your show.
0: Literally, Jason, that's the only reason yeah. I can see that you don't make that play. Yeah, uh, it's It's disheartening to see. It is really disheartening to see. I like Jeff Keighley from a perspective of what he has done in the past for gaming. I've already been vocal on this show about not liking him as a host of things. I think he's incredibly dry and boring to watch. I also really don't like this move. The people that have... There are 15 people watching us right now. There'll, There'll be 50 to 100 people that watch this on YouTube in the next week, and maybe over the course of a couple of months, a few hundred. That is not a platform that does any real change. He has one. Mm -hmm. Sony balled up. Nintendo balled up. Xbox balled up. Now, whether or not they actually do anything, that remains to be seen, and they probably won't. But they made publics that... Why couldn't the Game Awards, Yod?
2: Yeah, the the companies have made public statements. The the companies that produce the consoles... And they have
0: far more to lose... ...have chosen, yeah. ...by making those statements.
2: they, They made a public statement i mean it, it's not like they sent a private letter that was leaked or anything that that was a statement in public that went dude well technically
0: they what, were what, <laughs> what? technically they were emails yeah. to all their employees that leaked and then each company did confirm yes we sent that right yes we sent right. that.
2: but they, they still went ahead and went dude what the hell yeah <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> jason i'll give and, you the and, final word on it and then we'll go to games of the week
1: uh, the final word is I probably wouldn't watch the Game Awards if I didn't sort of have to for work, so to speak. Yeah. i just watched the trailers afterwards. There you go. Let's slide over and do Games of the
0: Week. <laughs> I'm going first. All right. Endwalker, Walker. Yad, you're up. God damn it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's all I got. That's all I got right now is Endwalker, and I got booted out of there. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I didn't move my character. on <laughs> the line. Yep.
0: So, Yad, you're going second place Endwalker?
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: Jason, what do you got?
1: I got Endwalker. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even, See, the he is, doesn't even uh, play
0: it, and he's like, the viewers, there's no way I win. It doesn't matter what I pick. <laughs>
1: Yeah, whatever. I haven't been on a show for so long. It's it, I've had Game Pass that whole time. I've been playing a bunch of different stuff. So I was like, which one do I want? I'm gonna go with the uh, Forza Horizon Five. That's what I probably spent you've been the most
0: playing time a lot in. of it. I've I've yeah, seen it. I've seen I it have. next to your name more than any title lately. Yeah, it's probably been the thing
1: I played the most on a Game Pass so far, and really like it. I haven't been into a car game for a long time, but it's so nice and it, it can be casual, but it can also be skill based. So it's got a lot of uh, a lot of potential there for just about anybody.
0: There's your votes. Let us know in the comments on YouTube or on Ready Check Radio who gave the best recommendation. I didn't even bother telling you what we do with that category. It's we, we name a game and say you should play it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. It's just so it's so interesting. Interesting. It's it's endwalker yeah, right now. <laughs> just end and pass it right to Yod. Uh, chat, after the show, don't go anywhere. Torchwick will be live. What's up, sir? How are you? I've
1: got Endwalker.
0: Endwalker. All right. That's three. That's not a game older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of that, on your stream after the show, games older than me, the rules are it has to have come out before Torchwick was born. So basically anything before about 2004 uh, is fair game. You finished Vagrant Story. You finished Final Fantasy VI. You finished a number of titles. What are you on now? What are we playing tonight? Uh, Well, we're going to beat Castlevania Symphony of the Night properly this time, like the, the true ending, upside down castle and all. And then that probably won't take the full stream, so I'm going to try and boot up Majora's Mask and play some of that. Oh, I love Majora's Mask. It's one of my favorite Zelda games. Right, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. So stay tuned, chat. Don't go anywhere after the show. Channel will go dark for about 15, 20 seconds while we relabel everything, get a separate VOD up underneath here. Uh, Torch Rook will be live with Castlevania Symphony of Night, finishing that off after a couple of weeks, and then heading over to Majora's Mask. We will be back next Saturday with another episode of Gaming Gumbo at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday, but don't miss the Relic Grind Thursdays at 7 and all the other streams, including myself and the volunteer streamers here at Ready Check Radio, hanging out, having fun, giving you all the scoop. Uh, And Monday, of course, Final Fantasy TCG stuff. Until next week, Yad, where can everybody find you?
2: Yada works on Twitter, Yada works on Facebook, here on Gaming Gumbo, and hopefully back on Endwalker later tonight.
0: (laughs) Jason.
1: On Twitter at Winter Informal and streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter.
0: I'm Mike Byrne. Follow me right there at Magic Man 1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio. Go to the website, readycheckradio.com. It's all there for you to follow. We'll see you next week. Stay safe, and we'll see you on the servers.